Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about secrets, seduction, and the thing every pregnant person wants to hear, they have a tough placenta. What does that even mean? Like big placenta, sure, but tough? How does he know this? Did he poke it? It's chewy. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, uh, like a real, like, throwback, like, enchanted forest. Like, this is how we test. We take a little piece off, do a little biopsy, and then we chew on it. Oh, What's the jerky quality on this placenta? 2022 is starting off with a bang. <laughs> well, I'm Beth Elderkin, and I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? Nauseated? Upset? Yeah. <laughs> Creepy? Every part of me itches? Like, I don't like that conversation. I'm doing well. Um, locked in my house, feeling very March 2020 vibes, uh, wearing a robe. It has a hood. I feel like a Jedi. Abby just put on the hood and it looks fantastic. Was that a Christmas present? It was an anniversary gift, uh, that, um, just to brag on my husband, it was an anniversary gift. And I started making fun of him because there's an SNL sketch where it's like, you know, mom got everyone gifts and she got a robe. Uh, there was jewelry in the pocket. Like he used it as like a bait and switch situation. So snaps for my, for my husband. That's good. Yeah, everyone, we are in 2022. Congratulations making it through another year of pandemic. Hopefully we don't have to do it forever, but who knows? TBD. Oh, I hope we never have to announce that again. We did it. Yay. Yeah, we did it. COVID's over. So now it's Omicron. Hope everyone is staying safe. Please get vaccinated. Please get boosted and keep your loved ones safe. And if you test positive, you know what? It's gonna. It could happen, and don't feel shame as long as you are doing your part to stay safe. I'm not positive right now. I'm just saying in general. But just positive emotionally, yeah. though. Yeah, I'm, that's nice. I'm, you know, you know what I'm not positive about this episode. Oh, Beth, this episode. You know what this episode was? Tough, chewy, a little it jerky quality. <laughs> yeah, this is a jerky episode. We are talking about season three, episode eighteen, bleeding through. Ugh, Why? Just, oh. Is this also a reference to the placenta? (laughs) I don't know. Like, I guess maybe like Cora bleeds through the, from the ether plane or something. Uh, But I also like, I I will read the international titles now because a couple of them seem to do it a little bit better. In Finnish, we have blood is thicker than water, which I also don't think really tracks, but it's a catchphrase. We have a couple that are like back in time, past and present, beyond this world. German, again, the winners. Theirs this week is Our Mothers Are Perpetrators. Ger- someone someone at the German titling department was having a time. <laughs> Just I don't blame it. them. This episode, Abby, they're... 
I'm not like there are things that are, are actually really good. There's a couple scenes, particularly between Regina and Snow, that mm-hmm. are fantastic, and I loved them. But I think I hate this episode. I I know as we talk about it, we're gonna get somewhere else. Like I feel lukewarm about the episode. Like I don't think I feel as strongly as you do. Although you did warn me that at one point I was going to be very upset. And every time you're right, every time. <laughs> but I think to myself. No, I'm worried. I'm not going to know what she's talking about. And then it happens. And I just start furiously texting you in all caps. Beth is happening. I hate it. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure as we talk about it, I'll dissect it a little bit more. But right now, surface level, I just kind of meh. Like, it just seemed weird. It seemed like a weird out-of-body experience. Like, it didn't seem like it was actually part of the show. Felt like I was watching a weird fan fiction about the show. Yeah, which was strange considering it was co-written by Jane Espenson, who's been part of the show for a long time and is a major, major player in it. It was written by her and Daniel Thompson. I don't quite know his his background with the show, but I, I, I think it's that it's pretty consistent. So it's like, these are people who've been with the show. So why did it turn out into this? And when we get into the backstory with Cora, why did not only <laughs> it pretty much break their own timeline which at this point we just have to accept as part of once upon a time is their timeline is screwed that's why Zelina's going back to fix it but also it did this really horrible thing with snow's mother that i'm not going to get into yet but when it happened i i couldn't get over how much this episode angered me i I'll be interesting to to discuss that because I think that might be your sticking point and I have, conf- I don't want to say conflicting as I don't know what your points are yet, but I'm just going to say I think I might be a uh, a point-counterpoint kind of situation because I also don't like it, but I don't think I dislike it for the same reasons you dislike it. So we'll get there. We'll get there. We will get there. We're, we're you know what, we're going to get there after the ghost of Cora <laughs> attacks Snow because apparently pregnancy, you're fine with ghost possession it's cool because you got a tough placenta (laughs) listen you can be good with uh, listen i hold that a pregnant woman would be uh the perfect a pregnant person would be the perfect uh person to be possessed by a ghost you're already prepared to hold to be a vessel for someone other than your own you know good point let's all let's all get pregnant let's all get get possessed by ghosts you know what pregnant medium new show no, listen, I'll t- listen. I I love my son with every fiber and inch of my being. I'd rather be possessed. <laughs> like, rather be. Can I just do the possessed part? <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna go ahead and start in Storybrooke, um, and we get to one of the best points of the episode, which is how good Regina looks. She looks incredible in this episode. This opening shot of her with the straight hair and the blue dress. Oh my god! I was like, yes. And in pops Zelina, who also looks fantastic. And she's just like, I've got green apples. I want to talk about our showdown. And oh, by the way, you know that whole big witch fight that we had uh, to get your heart? Like, it didn't matter because I'm getting your heart right now off camera with Rumpel in another scene. I So it's superfluous and serve no purpose. That, like, it was so cool when it happened. Like, now I'm mad about it because they were just like, it's this big showdown and never bring your heart to a witch fight. And, brah, 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 and they even show it on the last week on and it's all very intense. Just literally within the first 30 seconds of the episode, it's taken away. 
I, yeah, it's it, it, it it's not a retcon because it's like it's a continuation, but it just it feels cheap. It feels like it cheapens the intensity of that moment between the two of them. It did. It also had like a the way I would describe it would be a cliffhanger from like a season finale that once they decided to do the next season, they went, oh, we can't sustain this. And so they just scrub it away real quick. So they're just oh, like, yeah. let's you undo mean, like, this charmed? real fast. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> well, that's got- our that's our point of reference all the time. Our point of reference and also because, you know, we, we do have a charmed actor in the episode. So it's like it's just in the brain. But yeah, like that's what it felt like. It just felt like they did something and then went, oh, we how long? We're like we're 17 episodes in. We can't have her hiding the heart forever. Uh, I, I, I didn't. I liked their little talk. I thought the green apple thing was cute. Although no one just eats a green apple. Like I you, used to when I was a kid. Yeah, you bake the like green apples are for baking. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, she could have brought her like a, a green apple pie or something and been like, this is just so much tastier. Yeah, like that's it. that's what I always like got mad about with Regina. She's always baking with like red delicious apples and like no, you bake with green no. apples. So she's like, here's some regular green apples, but she bakes with red apples. Both of them need to just go back to pastry sh- school. Just conked in the head, the both of them. Well, they're, I mean, Regina's royalty and Zelina was busy being envious, which is another word for ambition. Yeah, I guess that's true when, when, uh, I was about to say when their dad doesn't know how to make fire, but that's a different guy who's definitely not the guy from the West Wing, but definitely is a tall, bald guy. <laughs> That's right. Well, anyway, so Zelina is off distracting Regina while Rumple is off getting the heart from Robin in the woods. And this is their version, their Rumple at their ideal. This is the perfect Rumple because he can commit horrible crimes against children and be responsible for none of it. And I hated this. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I love the idea. What's your perfect description of Rumble? First of all, he perpetrates a lot of crimes against children. Okay. Seems a little heavy, but he gets no blame. Awesome. Love it. How do we get there? So the Wicked, the Witch of the West comes in. What? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Let's let's, let's rewind a little bit. No, we don't need to. It's fine. It's once upon a time. Keep marching forward. During this whole scene, he just repeats over and over again. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this, but I'm gonna. I don't want to, but I'm gonna. And I get they're really trying to hammer home that that Rumple's still a good guy. That, you know, but they it's like they want to have their cake and eat it too. Like they want Rumple to be Rumple. They want Rumple to be doing these horrible things, but they still want to keep Belle's boyfriend as Belle's boyfriend. And it gets to the point where he's just literally like shoving an arrow into a young child's face and be like, I'm going to shove this arrow through your baby's eye. But it's not my fault. I mean, don't you think that Rumple could like do something else to threaten if so, he really didn't want to uh, kill a child? So this is this is my sticking point on it. He's the master of like doublespeak and all of his bargains are a little bit iffy because he's not saying exactly what he needs to i'm gonna guess Zelina sent him out to get the heart and said by any means necessary he could interpret that any way he wanted to it's just his weirdo brain said i'm gonna have to threaten a child there's no other way oh me oh my i guess i have to kill children like there's other avenues 
Rumple. You could have started cutting off Robin's fingers. I I don't know. Just I that, that went to a weird place. But I feel like Rumple would be able to be mind like be in control, like have someone else in control of him, but still being able to skirt that line of. He's being commanded and he was being commanded. Like he should just be a monkey's paw, right? Yeah. And, you know, considering how his son Neil just died and he lost him and he's still feeling that he knows how important a son is to a father. You know, he spent decades, centuries trying to find his son. So for him to just kind of immediately go to I'm going to threaten this child while just you know being like nope, not my problem yeah you're you're right it's he he is making that choice to do that thing when he could do it any other way the, the, a thousand a million a bajillion different ways a multiverse of ways and yeah so this scene was was tough but also it was kind of funny because you could tell that they were like dragging the kid on kind of like a jump rope or something like, we need to make it look like he's being pulled so they would, like, try to pull him and his whole sweater would go forward. He's like, oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, why? I did feel for Robin, though. Oh, yeah, the no, this was, was terrible. doing like, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. And and he eventually is like, no, 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 it's okay. Here, okay, here's the heart. Please spare my child. And then, and then just for funsies, just makes the arrow go closer to be like, I need time to get away! That's somehow worse like yeah it, it just like i don't want to do this okay he's pointing the arrow at the kid like maybe that was part of his thing just to make it go that extra like whatever however far it was just to get right into his face that, that was just flair for no reason against a child congratulations you've caused trauma for absolutely no reason awesome neat uh, and then regina immediately shows up right after rumple skedaddled with the heart and robin I liked this interaction. Like, Robin and Regina's interactions in this episode are top-notch. Like, they're... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Really, Regina's interactions with basically everyone. She is on point this episode. It, she, he's apologizing to her. He's like, I'm sorry. I failed you. This is not okay. And she's like, you know what? Nothing is worth the loss of a child. Hey, Rumple. <laughs> Maybe you could have heard this. Maybe Zelina can travel you back in time so you can hear that moral. Because yeah, also, didn't his son die a day ago so just yeah. like i uh, the t again timeline destruction but and i do like it i do like that like regina didn't even blink about it there was no like bubbling of anger but she was like no someone was threatening your kid i would have done the same thing like i'd have yeah. i'd have also killed him uh but you're right yes 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 you're correct to have done what you did no no harm no foul exactly uh, but she's also like, well, there's an issue. I'm not dead. So Zelina obviously wants to do something with my heart and I don't know what it is. So I've got to go find out. I'm going to head to Gold's shop to talk to Belle because Belle's only purpose is um, looking in books for solutions, which she does in this episode. And also, out of nowhere, being real sassy to Regina. Like, I, I get it's long time coming. But also, this kind of came out of nowhere, considering all the interactions Belle and Regina have had leading up to this point. I, so, I liked it. I think Regina makes a comment, you know, like, oh, the bookworm's got teeth. That's fine, but she's immediately then toothless because Regina disarms her by, by saying, and I quote, uh, if you don't help me, you'll never get back your rumple and all my skin crawled off my body. Um... 
like that takes it away. Like it takes away a lot of her, a lot of that, what she just said. She's like, no, I'm not going to do anything for you because you did all of these things to me. You did those things to me. And I, Belle, a person don't want to do that. Well, what about your boyfriend? <sighs> I'll go crack a book. Like I <laughs> mad about it, mad about it. Because first of all, Rumple should be able to find his own damn way out of something. But second of all, you're right. If it were just like a trope of like Belle just sits in the library, goes nowhere, lives there, sleeps in a cot, and all she does is find answers because they don't have computers, that'd have been fine. But they just try so hard to make her a full person and it never works. Yeah, because they always stop short because she can't become a full person because the full person wouldn't need Rumple. The full person wouldn't want Rumple. And I, I hate to beat a dead horse. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it again. Her getting pissed at Regina, but but not getting pissed at Rumple for the same things is, you know, you have to you have to call it out. I'm sorry. You have to call out that she's pissed at Regina for how horrible she treated her. That's fair. But Reg- Rumple did a lot of the same things to her, arguably worse things for a longer period of time. And she and and she, nothing. Oh, I, I hit my mic in anger. She's absolutely fired up. Fired up today. Just I had smack. chocolate. I'm, up, I'm Ooh, uppity on sugar. It's crazy today. Uh, yeah, we've got <laughs> Belle now searching. I like that Belle just doesn't exist in the bookstore at all. She's just like holding down shop. But the only people that come into Rumple shop are people there to maybe rob him. Because that's what Regina was doing. She was just like throwing stuff. She's like, this won't help. And then they're like, we have to reference that Belle is from Beauty and the Beast. I know, she's going to hold up a candelabra that kind of looks like Lumiere. So we can be even more disappointed about the Lumiere situation. Uh, But that's not what Regina's there for. She is there to get the candle that was lit by snow to kill her mother, Cora. Because she's going to use it in a MacGuffin ritual to summon her mother from beyond the grave, because apparently what you need is the murder weapon and the murderer. <laughs> okay, from here on out, we will be tracking. I thought this the moment she said it. From here on out, I'm going to be tracking how often we have a murderer and the murder weapon available. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hold just, you to that. I, I just want to make sure, because I like the idea, like, the good thing with the MacGuffin is if you set them up to be unbreakable. So you can't just be like, why didn't they just use that thing from before? So it's like, I'm going to introduce this thing that's impossible to use otherwise. So the terms of service for this spell that Regina has summoned the ghost of Christmas past with is the murder weapon and the murderer. I feel like that's available a lot. What if somebody just just dies in their sleep? The murder weapon is nature itself. I mean, it's available. (laughs) It's nearby. (laughs) But who's the, so you just like put a bunch, a little bit of dirt and you just call upon the wind. Life, you did this. Yeah. Time. Bring them back. Someone just dies of like congenital heart failure. So you have to like dig them up and find their heart. Just like put it there. That's the murder weapon. And then put like a Big Mac next to it. Just be like this. <laughs> this did it. Her only vice was Big Macs with extra pickles. <laughs> Well, uh, Regina calls everybody to her home, uh, to an, her her apparently un- previously uh, not seen a seance room with a convenient round table, and we've got um, we've got Emma in a gorgeous shirt. I, lo- I love Emma's wardrobe in this second half of season three because they give her like new looks because of her time in New York and you mm-hmm. know the new memories and that life. 
kind of changed her a little bit in a way I really appreciate. They they opened her up a little bit. Uh, she's flirting with Hook. Hook is having none of it, not because he doesn't want to, but because he's still got that curse on his lips. Let's not forget about it. And then David and Mary Margaret are having a very convenient conversation reminding us who her parents' names are. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also, I'm just going to ask the question. I know there's there's not an answer and you can't answer this for me. Where's Henry? Um, He's, he's, I, is he still fishing with Grumpy? They've been on a boat for a while. He going to come back with a full beard? He's, he's got his, um he's got his Nintendo, his Game Boy or something. This, this going away on that phone. This, Darn millennials. Yeah, right. I don't know. He's on his phone. He started watching Mr. V's videos. He'll be gone for a while. Uh, no, it, this is this is our foreshadowing to the game Where's Baby Neil? Mm. So this is just getting us warmed up. I forgot the baby was named Neil. That's cute. Oh, I mean, baby, nice. baby question mark. This is spoilers. It's fine. Spoilers. It's spoilers. Fine. Don't I, go back in time well, no, and don't see, hear what I just said. I spoiled for you that Neil died. Now you, you spoiled know what? for me that Neil is reborn. Life, time is a <laughs> so circle. So we're even. Time is a circle. <laughs> Um, yeah, so Regina comes in, she puts some poison on the table before telling everyone she's putting poison to the point where Charming almost died. Listen, in the home of a witch, if someone puts something in front of you, maybe even if she's your friend, just go, what's this? We've already been, actually, they don't know they were poisoned by Zelina, or at least influenced by her yet. They don't realize that that happened. Okay, never mind, never mind. Okay, I'll take a couple points away from that. Uh, but I love this again because we have a, an. I don't know if they meant to do it on purpose, but they have one of at the time, obviously charmed the original charmed one of the sisters. So there's like a seance. They do like the full witchy thing. I wish there was more witchy stuff. <laughs> Why wasn't there more actual witchy stuff and not just like her with like a mortar and pestle and like a goblet and just be like I don't know. And now we're back in time. We. I agree. I I think it's because the show doesn't like. They've had a few instances where they've gone more like witchy magic, but they've always been very um, careful about it and a little cagey. I think it's just because of the trappings. They don't want to alienate their family-friendly Disney audience. Also true. And I also think we are both very extremely biased to (laughs) witchy content. Our witchy content. More witchy content. Uh, So they don't want to do witch stuff, but, but they do sexy stuff. And I say that with the biggest quotation marks. Abby, we're going to talk about No, we're not. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. Uh, I will say one thing that I did like. I like that they don't... They do tend to, like, make Hook not having his other hand kind of a joke. Like, they kind of, like, give him a hand. But, like, there was no, like, what am I supposed to grab? She just looks, sees he doesn't have a hand, and puts her hand on his wrist. Like, that's all that needed to be. I appreciated a very small moment of that. I... That, that's all I have to say on that one. And then the seance I, I would, from nowhere happened. I would say representation matters, but he is he's actually fully able-bodied, so I'm not going to do well, that. Well, not one. him. Like, I mean, I'm saying like Hook the character. A character. I get it. Like, it, it's the same as like in making sure that you visualize the idea that Bucky Barnes in the, in the MCU is a person with a disability. He is missing mm-hmm. a full arm. Anyway... Not anyway. the point. The point is the seance that goes to nowhere because Hook had to cross his legs. Yeah. Good job, Hook. Ugh. All right, Abby. You want to have some fun? Always. You want to have a dinner date? <laughs> you want to go on a dinner date where dinner we just date? go raid grannies? 
so Zelina does stuff in this episode. She's this is her gloating episode. She's gloating for something that has not happened. She's excited because she is going to turn back time. She's going to find a way. And I find it very funny how this episode treats that like a big reveal, but they revealed it like three episodes ago. I'd also like, like she. To, mm-hmm. No, I was just gonna say I would like to point out that where our brains go when there's like a back in time stuff, like you saying that one, I have had Huey Lewis in the news in my head because of the. Mm. It's like gotta go back in time, but that's a little bit more upbeat than what Zelina would need. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, she said she mentioned this before. She mentioned this before. Yeah, yeah. It was at the end of her flashback. She's like, well, I'm going to turn back time and I'm going to stop and I'm going to get everything I want. So we already know what she wants to do. So clearly that's what she's trying to do. But alas, she's excited. She's going to get Rumpel's brain out at some point and apparently on a way that she thinks he'll survive because <laughs> she's like, I can get you your back to your son. So apparently you'll you'll live. It's cool. And she's like, before we embark on this grand journey, let me take you out for a date in my kitchen. I'm going to put you in a suit. Uh, I'm going to make jokes about your penis. And a, a good time will be had by none. I, I, first of all, yeah, it, it was very reminiscent because I had the same question. I was just like, how will he survive this? But I guess if you kill him and take his brain and then go back in time, he's still alive in the past. So if you change it, I guess. But then it just started making me think about like Siler from Heroes where it's like, I just have to open up the top of your head and like poke around a little bit. That's all I really need to do. I hated when they did that. Oh, I yeah. I just wish he would have like- ate brains. I wish it would have just been him eating brains. Uh, Yeah, this whole scene was very uncomfortable because then it was just like, we'll go back in time and I'll be my mother's firstborn and it'll be amazing, which means you'll train me and then we'll have like romantic times. And I- and, and then Gold is like, all right, well, this is an opportunity for me to get my knife back. So I'm going to do the age old art of seduction. So and- well, I'm going I'm I'm to stop you <laughs> before we open your uh, mouth. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stop you before we get too far into it because I just want to say that there is a line that Gold has that a scene that has already happened has happened and we'll talk about it later. I just want to make sure I, t- I mention it now. He comes out to the dinner table and she's like, oh, I didn't even bid you to come out here. And his re- his response is coercion comes in different forms, which I thought was a great line because mm-hmm. it's true because she thinks she has power. All I'm saying is I like this line because of something that happened previously that we'll talk about later. Anyway, back to the terribleness. Yes. So he decides to to start the seduction. And Zelina is just full on just like Bonesville, Townsville is just she just immediately just starts pretty much like having an orgasm right there, then and there. And I hated this. It was so uncomfortable. And like, is this cheating? I get that Rumpel like is trying to get the dagger. But again, much like threatening the child, are there other ways he could go about this? <laughs> then making out with a beautiful woman who has a weird daddy complex about him that makes this whole thing very unsettling. Oh now I have to make out with a beautiful woman. Whatever will I do? Uh yeah, this was I 
I get like again, fan of Robert Carlyle. I think he's great. The character that he plays in this should not get to kiss every smoking hottie in this show. I don't understand why it's happening. I don't. I Rumple does not need to be a sexual creature. Please. Please scrub it from my brain. I don't like it. I don't. And it, again, like I said, it's not a Robert Carlyle thing. It's not like an ageist thing. It's just the character of Rumple should not be sexual in any way. I hate it. I, I agree. That's how we feel. That said, there is a huge swath of the Once Upon a Time fandom who have a different take on that. I'm going know. to say that's okay, but also it's gross and I hate it. Interesting. What's it like being wrong, everyone else? No, it's fine. <laughs> it's just for me in my head, again, I, I don't see him. Like, I, I find. It's one of those, he's more of like a spirit situation. Like, he's not like an actual. Because he's the dark one. The dark one should not should not be some sort of Casanova. Specifically with the fact that everyone he trains, he like gets weird and kissy with. I don't like that on a on a teacher level. It's, it's got some ethics issues to it. So yeah, this and then it leads to nothing. Like th- this was all for what? For what? Porque. Yeah, I have I have a question because I, I I legit don't remember, and I'm wondering if you do. Is this the only time where someone else controls the dagger and, and that has has anyone rec- controlled Rumpel's dagger before Zelina has anyone else he- held the dagger or is this the first time I I honestly cannot remember I think why am I saying I think Belle did it once but I don't think Belle actually did it I think Belle's super psyched did it but I don't yeah, think I think that's I, like no in the next season I don't remember it, I I don't think so is my answer I'm not remembering other than like future stuff. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's a lot of lead up to no one's ever controlled it. So like, that's the big deal. This is the first time we're seeing Rumple truly powerless. Okay. Yeah. Because I know that it's almost like the, the Rumple dagger early with the predecessor to Rumple. It's almost like the genie lamp where somebody has it and can control the dark one. Like they could control the genie Mm -hmm. and, um, but you know, you you can also, you know, they can manipulate like (laughs) in the very, very amazing Aladdin sequel, the return of Jafar, uh, Jafar is summoned, uh, by Abbas Mal, who was voiced by George Costanza. I, I remember this movie far too well, but he manipulates Abbas Mal, into doing these really bad wishes and and putting himself in a more powerful situation uh, so that he can try and get released. So, like, uh, I, I feel like if Rumpel's dagger was taken away, that's what Rumpel would be doing. He would have a good strategy. None of these strategies are good. And they're all very uncomfortable to watch because they're bad and I hate them. Also, again, I feel like... It's going to give you a hint as to what I was doing over break. I feel like Rumpel's dagger would have a very, like, the one ring quality. Mm-hmm. Where someone should always be trying to find it. Like, he shouldn't be able to just bury it and not have to worry about it for a couple of years. You know what I mean? Like, he yeah. should have to have it. Like, it should be constantly moving and constantly, like, there should be all these different uh, things to do with it. Because someone is constantly getting it in their head that they need to come find it. 
But that's, again, this is just one of those, we don't talk about the dagger. The dagger was just like laying quietly for a long time. It was threatened a couple of times. But this is the first time I think we've ever seen it in actual play. Mm-hmm. And and Rumpel's biggest fear is being powerless. And his solution? To make us all very uncomfortable. <laughs> well, he fails. Uh, Zelina goes, He ah! failed at making you uncomfortable? Good for him. No, no, no. He, he failed at this art. He failed to be a honeypot. Um, and and then Zelina sends him back to his cage. And that scene's over. And we're done with it. And I'm glad. Uh, but at the failed seance, quote, end quote, uh, Emma and Hook head out. Uh, Mary Margaret stays behind to help uh, Regina clean up. And as she does, <gasps> ooh, spooky poltergeist things start happening. Ooh. But before the ghost arrives, Regina and Mary Margaret have their first of two great interactions where they're just kind of bonding and, and have it in talking about their their complicated past and, you know, how like, you know, they probably would have found a way to hate each other in one way or another. That's just the way it goes. But you know, life sucks. Oh, well, what are you going to do? I don't know. I, I, I liked this and I liked this kind of, uh, it felt full circle for the two of them. I always do appreciate it because this is a very grown up moment. This is that mm-hmm. moment where you kind of like, you're sharing beers with somebody and you're like, man, we were idiots. Like my, my best friends in the world for like the first three weeks that we knew each other, we both thought the other one hated our very existence. Like, it was all this, like, weird projected anger. Like, thinking, be like, oh, this, she just doesn't like me because she's so cool. She's so... Blah, blah, blah. So we, like, then, like, just hated the other one. We were just like, Mah. And then we talked to each other for, like, 15 seconds and went, oh, you're the best person I've ever mm-hmm. talked to. And then we both stood up at each other's weddings. We're best friends. We do that thing where we don't talk for two months, but then we call up each other and we talk for 15 hours. Like, it's never... Like, time has never passed. It's that kind of grown-up conversation where you have all these, like, a bunch of weird shit happened. It, not of not all of it's great. You get caught up in everything. But then someday you're just like, 7.30, kind of screwed up a seance. You killed my mom. You got my boyfriend killed. <laughs> Wait, those are both bad against snow. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> you've been trying to kill me for my entire adult life. Just stuff like that. You're just like, yeah, God. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm tired, too. You want a coffee? Yeah, that'd be great. This sucks. We're idiots. <laughs> what are we doing? But before they can continue, uh, they hear a spooky sound from the other room, and it turns out that spooky sound is horrible CGI. Appalling CGI on this Cora ghost. I, like, it was so bad, it made me laugh and smile. It was oh, yeah, just it like, was, it was yeah, enjoyable. It was enjoyable, but it was also funny because it, it, it reminded me it had a like young Anakin Skywalker as the force ghost for no reason in the re edits of star Wars. Like why would Cora like, okay. Admittedly, if I was going to show up in my corporeal form as uh, being summoned, I'm going to come at my hottest, like I'm the most dramatic Cape I can find, but I'm going to look at my 10 out of 10 stunning phase, not the way that I died. You know what I mean? Like if, unless that's why I think that I look the best. Obviously, it meant that they couldn't get the actress to play older Cora, the one that the one that Regina would have known. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. It's like, how would Regina even recognize that as her mother right away? I mean, they look similar, but like, you know, th- this could have been any ghost. 
But I just loved how the face was like half the size of the ghost form. Yeah. Like they kept changing the face size and it was so great because it was so terrible. I, it almost felt like she didn't have a body. It was just like a head and a cloak. It was just, <laughs> yeah. like, uh, and it was all eyeballs and lips. Like that's all you could see. It looked cartoonish almost. So she is there to possess Mary Margaret and osmosis her the truth about her past. Because Regina, her weakness is that she doesn't know enough about Selena's past and where she came from. And that's what we're going to find out right now. Take the, the ghost of Christmas. The ghost of Cora past is going to take us nice. to the yonder. Uh, yeah, we, we go to a we go to a a, sh- a little bar shanty town. Uh, we we get Cora, played by by Rose McGowan, in her big flowing skirt, and she's just like dancing around, like she's she's spinning around. They make a point to be like, oh, you move like a noble woman, but actually she moves more like a theater kid. Like that's what <laughs> I would do in that skirt. Like I'd just be like, oh, your beer. Oh, I will get you a whiskey. Ah. Like I would never be able to move in anything less than a one hundred and eighty degree turn. Like just look, my whole dress. If I spin fast enough, it becomes a full circle. Wee. Uh, and she's just going around. She's like, oh, guys. She seems to be the only person working. Uh, and a, and a gentleman who, who I believe is named in the IMDb as Drunk Charlie. And Drunk Charlie's friend are just like, eh, baby. And she's like, no, thank you. Hard pass. And she twirls away. And there's a there's a handsome man. And he's like, you should sit down. Your shift ended a while ago. You should just stop. And she's like, that's fair. I should just stop. I'm sure her boss is thrilled about this decision. And she just sits down and they sort of talk a little bit. He's like, she... I like her little chip on her shoulder, but also they, you know, let us remember who she is. I'm just... The Miller's daughter. You say it so many times. I'm just a Miller's daughter. I'm just a Miller's daughter. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, you're so much more than that. Anyway, oh, my nose is so stuffed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys get to see that Abby just like spill, spilled out the contents. Well, I'm just uh, the clue, well, the magic clue of the oh, scene. Oh, no. Oh, no. The insignia that uh, reveals that I am a royal. Oh, oh. Stuff it away. Stuff it away. Oh. Stuff it away. How dare this happen? It was so unexpected. I, the women, they usually throw their panties at me when I walk away, but not you. You didn't know who I was. Oh, we should get married in a fortnight when I return. But until then, I will give you this straw. Uh, this is why I thought it was rumple, by the way. I thought it was like a trick. Because he's like, here is a here is a piece of straw as a ring. And when I return, I will turn it into gold. And like her whole face just goes Meh, for a second. Like, oh, no. Uh, and she's like, yeah, totally. Let's get married. Since we're already pretty much married, let's just like go back to your room, have a conversation, maybe learn each yeah. other's last names. I don't know, just a thought. <laughs> Whatever. This was um, this was pretty raunchy for once upon a time. I loved this. Like I thought this was like this seemed. This also seemed pretty like. I'm gonna guess this happened a lot in the Enchanted Forest. I'm going to guess this, because this is probably just what happened a lot in ye olden days, where it's like, well, we have to get married before we can do anything. You want to get married? Yeah. That's basically all we need to do. <laughs> want to <laughs> want to go have sex in a barn? Sure. <laughs> Let's go! Uh, so she goes and she, she, she knocks boots with the prince. Big air quotes on this one. Spoiler alert. One time, all it takes. One time. What, it's all very, like, I love... <laughs> I love television. She's like, if you have sex once, you will get pregnant. Like, super pregnant. Like, so pregnant. Also, usually pregnancy, 
is a bad thing. I don't know why women think that pregnancy is bad when it's, that's all it's portrayed on in, in, in the media. So she has sex with this guy. She then like the next scene is her like being very forlorn on the road and taking off her little straw uh, ring and walking sadly with her uh, with her umbrella down the road. It was all very like old school Hulk TV show. She should have just started like throw at her thumb hitch down the road. She finds him two months later. I like the idea. If she like looks at his boots and they're covered in mud, she's like, "Are you a gardener?" But like the rest of him doesn't look like a gardener. Well, he also had the the fork, like the pitchfork thing. Okay. To indicate that he was doing some yard work, but I didn't see Manual it with labor. him when she arrived. Like, did he just pull it off screen or something? Or I don't Magic know. Magic gardener. This is all a little convenient. Well, yeah, and she because this was all very like this had a very like daytime soap opera to it. <gasps> you're a gardener. I am a gardener. I tricked you. You're such a, you're such a, and he like basically, he, for lack of a better term, he slut shames her. And he's yeah. like, I told you I was a prince and you super slept with just, And And this is why I wanted to bring up the rumple line because that's just coercion. He's like, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm a prince. You want to get married? That's a real situation that can definitely happen to a woman in that day and age. So she's not completely an idiot. Uh, so she sleeps with him and he's like, you're such a, you're so dumb. You're so dumb. You slept. And she's like, yeah, well I'm pregnant. So like, you can't tell a woman that. And then like, be like, oh, you're such a, you're such an X, Y, and Z for doing that. It's like, no, you tricked her. Like you led her that way down that path. Mm-hmm. It's not like she decided because she saw you and threw herself at you. You laid those breadcrumbs. So again, I'd like to point out that this is the original monster. <laughs> the rest of the people in the story also monsters. I'm just starting with monster number one. Uh, so I I do like this I and I thought the actor was sufficiently unsettling and yes. and unpleasant. I do wish he'd had red hair though. Boy, that's why. Oh, because of Zelina. Okay, I was like, Beth, yeah. are you about to? I was like, <laughs> no, was no, like, because Beth. of Zelina. No, Jesus, <laughs> okay. no, like because of Zelina. Like to to have that little extra like. That little extra little awareness of this is her, this is her biological okay. father. Okay. I was like, oh, yeah, I was about to be like Beth. super anti-redheads. Yeah, that's What me. happened to you on break? Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> so just like, did a redhead rob you? What happened? Uh, so she, he's just like, ha And so she's defeated and she's in this gazebo just openly weeping. All Again, like I said, all very daytime soap opera, very dramatic. And someone walks up, Miss... What is wrong? <laughs> My whole life, I've been robbed. It's so terrible. And he's like, I will help you. And she's like, I lie down. And he's like, No, I am a, a prince. And she's like, Oh, I'm like, No. <laughs> Why would you think this was real? I would think that she would have some sort of like shield up, being like, Okay, I'm gonna need a badge. I'm gonna need you to produce a crown. I'm gonna need to see your letter. What what's the thing in uh, a knight's tale that he has to produce to prove he's lineage? The, oh the yeah, thing. the the paper, the papers, or the it, papers. like just like he needs a, the the prince version of like a COVID test. I need to see the results. It's just yeah, I'm gonna need to scrub this in your nose for a second and see if I get the second line to see if you are in fact royalty. Oh, we're we're, we're gonna get a little twenty three and me. We're gonna ship it off. Be back in like five, you know, two to three weeks. So. Uh, Just hold your horses. Oh, you are royalty. It seems you share all of the exact same DNA with three lines back behind you. You guys need to branch out. (laughs) (laughs) Holy hell. And that's what I'm here for. (laughs) And so uh, this guy who's clearly not, and I forget the actor's name, but clearly not the original 
uh, the original Snow White's father. Uh, and she, they go for a walk. And I, I thought this was kind of cute. This was kind of nice because she was just like, oh, like, yeah, I'm a little bit, I'm a little cold. It's fine. He's like, I would build you a fire, but I'm rich. I don't know how. <laughs> I'm a terrible prince. I'm going to be a terrible king because I don't know how to make a fire. And she's like, I'll teach you. You just got to give it a little bit of air. Puff your lips together and blow. And he's like, oh, my God. I wish I could pick who I was going to marry. She's like, oh, yeah? Like, who would you marry? And he's like, oh, Princess Ava. Oh. Like, it was just such a weird, like, it was so funny because it was building to that moment. You could tell, like, even in her head, she was like, this this is my moment. She's like, why be a king? Why be a king if you can't choose who you want to marry? And he just looks at her. He's like, I met you 15 seconds ago. You make a lot yeah, of sense. she's literally in the same outfit. Yeah. She's like, you make a lot of sense, ma'am. So, like, just, just to recap, this is a woman who is two months pregnant probably ready to throw up at any moment. Uh, she's just in a big giant peasant's cloak because she is the miller's daughter. And she is now snagged an actual prince because he's like, yeah, totally. Let's totally get married. Just smash cut to her admiring her ring. And then the gardener comes up and is just like, I need you to say out loud all of your secrets. And she's like, I will do that. I am pregnant by you, a man that is a gardener who tricked me. Um, I will steal all of the jewels and gold for you and be back here at seven o'clock and we will meet back in this one gazebo. It is the only set we have built. We will, we will meet back here and I will give you all of the jewels and gold to keep the secret of the fact that I am pregnant with another man's baby while engaged to the prince. She projects out a little bit. So I, 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 this is all very stupid, but (laughs) I, what is the timeline on this? Like, I get that she got fake engaged very quickly. Yes. What kind of real prince would actually get engaged to a peasant? Like, super. Like, how quickly was this? Because, like, is, it was it a month? Is she, when's the when's the wedding? Is she gonna be four five months along by then? Because, like. At one point, she's going to be too far along to pretend that it's his. See, I, so many questions. Because that's the thing. First of all, again, as a person who has carried a child, I wish pregnancy could be kept a secret. (laughs) I wish I didn't have to tell anybody. If I didn't tell anybody I had a kid until he graduated from college, that had been the dream. Like, I don't want people at work to know. I don't want people on the sidewalk to know. I just want to exist and not do that. But that's not the cards we're dealt. So, like, how you don't start showing, like, with your first kid, typically, you don't start showing right away. And she's also wearing a lot of big flowy cloaks and stuff. You don't get, like, nine months pregnant and you can hide it in a wedding dress. Like, what's the plan? Because there's a real plan that you could be doing. But we can't talk about that on a Disney show in 2000 and whatever. Yeah, no, or that's now not... probably. Let's be real, <laughs> right? Adoption. It's totally, uh, totally an option. I'll just send you up a tornado. Yeah, and like the adoption tornado. The adoption tornado. <laughs> I, uh, I hate it. Uh, but yeah, like, and also when you're when you're getting married to royalty, you that you're inspected. Your virtue is checked. Like they do the hymen test. Like back then, they do. 
like they're going to check. They're going to strip her down and do a full inspection. They're going to make sure that she's having her her monthlies because they want to make sure that she's not pregnant, which she is like, nothing about this checks out. And also, it doesn't match the timeline because just think about it this way, Abby. This is Prince Leopold. Yes. And Cora. Yes. Prince Leopold, much later on, goes riding through the woods and meets Regina, Cora's daughter. Then King Leopold meets Cora, Regina's mother, who did not change her name. Don't you think they would know each other? Don't you think King Leopold would be like, hey, aren't you the woman who lied to me about being pregnant? Why am I marrying your child? I like the idea that, like, he gave this really nice speech while he sat next to the fire being like, I want to be the people's king. I want to be part of the people, but I can't even build a fire. Like, that sounds, that's the romantic comedy, like the the rom-com fantasy romance. Like, that's the king prince that you want to talk to. You know what I mean? Like, that's the one everyone falls in love with. He's dark, he's brooding. What's that? (laughs) You want to have a beer with? You want to have a beer with? Yeah, yeah. This is the one you want to have some ale with. Uh, that's that's the guy drunk Charlie is waiting for. He's waiting for that guy. Uh, but I like the idea that he's all talk on that one, and then it's just like he genuinely couldn't tell the difference between someone he met a couple of years ago. Be like, oh, I knew a girl named Cora once. Yeah, I almost married her, but she got knocked up by a gardener, and then I threw her away. You look similar. Couldn't possibly be the same. La la la. I love the idea of him being the most hands-off king ever. Like, he's the worst king. I like him being a terrible king who can't remember anybody's faces, who sucks. I like the idea that everyone's parents suck in this show. And so it's just like, these guys are not the uh, great people that Snow built up in her head. They're just like two shitty rulers. Uh, which we get 50% of being shitty on the mother's side. I would love the idea that like the dad is just like, Cora? Hmm. Now that ring a bell. Hello. So, so let's talk about that because I'm sorry. I'm team Eva in this situation. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. Just That's like I what think I'm Snow- mad about, Abby. Okay, good. Okay. I was worried for, I don't know what I was worried about. Like that I yeah. thought you were on. You hinted at something. I don't know what I conceptualized. I'm like, oh no. I'm going to have to tell her that I think Eva was right. No, Ava was. I, okay. So basically what happened is Ava overheard this very loud conversation where Cora, a peasant who is marrying the prince, is like, I've been knocked up by this dude and I'm going to steal a bunch of jewels so I can buy his silence. And then pretend that this that the prince has gotten me pregnant so the heir to the kingdom will not actually be a legitimate heir to the kingdom. She hears this. Oh, and by the way, this is also the woman who stole her fiancé, who she'd been betrothed to since birth. And so this is like, she was raised that this was her only purpose mm-hmm. was to get married to this dude. And she, she spills the beans about it because of course you would. Listen, listen, I over here. Okay, good. I'm glad we agree. I was worried. It's like, yeah. This is the first yeah. episode back and we're going <laughs> to fucking fight. Uh, Like I, again, this is a lot like the snow thing. Like she's a child. Of course she spilled the secret. Like these, but it's also not one-to-one to what, princess ava did princess ava overheard someone being like hey i am going to cuckold the king the future king of this area um i am a nobody and i you know like what 
That is what they are literally trained and raised to do. They have to protect the crown. That's what all those, like the the joke about them all marrying each other, that's what that's about. Like that's about keeping what it is protected. This is all very the crown. But like for some reason we're siding with the wrong person here. And yeah, team Ava. And I don't think that this makes her a bad person by any stretch of the imagination. I got so mad when Mary Margaret, when she comes out of her hallucination is like, Cora gave up, was forced to give up Zelina because of my mother. Nope. That is not true at all. In any way, Cora was not forced to give up Zelina. She chose to abandon her in the woods, a baby crying and staring slack-jawed at a tornado coming for her face. I, I, oh, bet I, listen, my, my baby dragon is five. He will be six in a couple of months, which I'm still not emotionally ready for. I have not breastfed him in over five years. Beth, Hearing a baby cry like that still makes my boobs hurt. I'll mm-hmm. just, it just, I hate it. I hate it so much. So yeah, no, I believe when, when Snow comes out and she's like, my mother was a monster. I believe as the kids say today, that's Cap. Not even a little bit because this is like Rumple. Rumple didn't have to do anything he did leading up to losing Bay. He just decided to because he was drunk with power. Same with Cora. Cora could have lived a nice life with her baby that she loved. If she loved this baby so much, she would have kept her. She would have kept her. But she didn't love her. And then, somehow, they make this wonderful point and then no one else gets the point. But when Cora puts her down, she says, I need to give me my best chance. It's a bastardization of the fun little phrase that we've been using for the last two and a half seasons. I need to give you your best chance. No, Cora says, I need to give me my best chance. She's looking out for number one. That's a villain line. That is a bad person line. Nothing. Yes, wrong. She's wrong. She's wrong. She's wrong. She's wrong. She should just live down the cabin and been a Miller's daughter and raised another Miller's daughter and lived a nice life. I mean, she, like... She could have trapped, or not trapped, it's not even trapped. She could have coaxed, forced, whatever, the gardener to marry her. Like, she didn't have to be like, give me money to support this baby. She could have been like, I'm pregnant with your baby. We have to get married or I'm going to tell everybody you took my virtue. Blah, 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 blah. Like, unless he runs away, he's going to be a pariah. Like, that's something that happened. Like, if somebody got, like, you see it in Bridgerton. Somebody gets pregnant. You gotta marry him. It's how it happens. So, yeah, no, Cora made all these choices. Ava did make a choice. She could have chosen not to do that. But like you said, she is a royal. She's there to protect royalty. She made what, in her training, is the right choice. And she made a selfish choice because she wanted to be queen. And she didn't want a peasant to come in after five minutes and steal her crown. I don't blame her. Ava was right. Yeah. I mean, in, yeah. a, in a real world scenario, it she's still right. Your fiance, like you've got, you're, you're going to marry a guy. And then he leaves you for some rando lady. And you overhear a rando lady just being like, oh yeah, I'm fake pregnant. And I'm going to, I'm going to trick him and think that he it's his i don't want to get back with the guy like obviously ava got back with him i don't get back with the guy because that guy sucks but i'm sure shit gonna tell him (laughs) 
It's like, hey, yeah. by the way, this person's trying to like ruin your life. That's a life ruining situation. Everything about that is a life ruining. And again, like I said, not that I give two figs about royalty, but it's a it's a it's a generational destruction of the royal family. Like you're 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 doing the cuckoo thing. You're like, isn't that what the cuckoo birds they replace eggs? No. Cuckoos? I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a bird that like they steal the egg and they put their own (laughs) egg in. There's a bird. There's a bird. My bird facts, not great. Uh, And so I know enough. Anyway, that is a life ruining situation and no man should have to be put through it. Like that's just where I'm at on it. You shouldn't trap a man with someone else's kid. Like that's, because then it always comes out. It always comes out like this isn't your kid and that's even worse. That's like the worst thing. That's the other shoe that drops from the the top of the Empire State Building. I'm so mad. Why am I so worked up? Like, I'm hot. My body's hot. <laughs> See, this is this is why I was so angry. I hated this so much. And then there's the icing on the cake, the other thing that makes us really stupid. Because, And this was something I hadn't thought about before, but I ended up seeing it in a recap on Entertainment Weekly where they were like, basically their whole recap of this episode is don't think about the logic because if you do, you're, you're going to hate it. Like, if you don't think about it, you might have a good time. But this episode breaks everything so in and i actually went back and watched her sections of the miller's daughter because i wanted to see when this took place this takes place uh before the events of the miller's daughter so but that's why eva trips her because she recognizes her and is like oh i i hate you that's in the official the official enchanted forest timeline according to the wiki that this took place first so she checks out yeah so she goes back to being a Miller's daughter mm-hmm. in a place in which people would know. There's no way people didn't talk about this. Well, yeah, that's the whole thing is that there's the, the, everyone would talk about this. She'd be recognized by everybody. And Ava would be like, oh, yeah, that was the woman who tried to entrap my husband in marriage. Kick her out. and I never want to see her again. But that's not what she does because this wasn't written in the story at the time. They wanted to give Regina a half sister. And then the icing on the cake is the whole thing in this episode is Rumple helps her in exchange for her firstborn. And she's like, okay, let's do it. And then she spends this whole thing seducing Rumple to like trick him into changing the deal so that it's his child, that it's like her firstborn with him. And then she's like, well, I'm not going to do it. So, oh, well, bye. But now... She already has a firstborn and she sent it away. So why would she need to change the deal? She already tricked Rumple. She's like, well, yeah, I got a kid. I sent her through a tornado. Go find her. She's yours now. <laughs> what did you do with your kid? You know, much like you can abandon a child at a fire station, uh, we have adoption tornadoes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so like this, this just all of this is so it, I, I love the Cora stuff. I love Cora as a character. I miss her every day. This, like, the way that they did this was so bad. This it it's bad. This is it's bad. So bad. This is just bad. There's no other way to, to describe it. It is bad fan fiction. It is shoehorning into a timeline that you're not even being delicate with. Uh I do wish they would have uh, back in time wise, like when they were forming stuff. I, I wish they were smarter about how they did the timeline so it wasn't so murky. 
so that it would be easier to drop stuff in. And I think that, you know, they were like, we're going to do a season and then no one's going to care. And then the seven seasons later, the oh, shit. That's why the last one they had to like go into multiverse mode. I, I do. I'm with you. I love Cora. I love, I do. I appreciate her as a character, but yeah, this didn't, this was like, just like being like, Oh, the timeline never heard of her. See you later. We're going to do literally anything else, I guess. And I'm sure there's going to be folks who, who say, Oh, but why would she tell Rumple about her firstborn when she sent her away? Like, I get it. I hear you. But also, like, she just wants to get out of the deal with Rumple. She didn't need to go through the whole roundabout. She already had an escape clause. And she didn't give a shit about her daughter. And why would Rumple care to, like, why would Grumple care enough to, like, spill the beans? Because <laughs> Cora was already out there. And anyone who saw her try and trick the previous prince would recognize her. She looked the same. So, so this is, Okay. <laughs> So here's my thought. I have a second thought, but I, mm-hmm. I can't talk about it because it's it's connected to a movie I've seen recently, and I don't want to do that. I'm going to say I w- what would have been nice here would have been a spell at the end of this. As much as I like the seance and bringing in <laughs> the ghost of Korra past, it would have been cool Like after the adoption tornado happened for her to have gone like full... like. English wizard and pull the memory of Cora or of, of, of her out of, I about said Alphaba. Oh boy. Of Selena out of her brain and to put it in a jar and just be like, I don't have this memory anymore. I don't remember. So like, it makes sense that she's promising her firstborn and thinks it's Regina because Mm. she, she is keeping her memory, the memory of Zelina on a jar. It's like, why do I have a jar named Zelina on? I don't know. I'm not going to touch it. It looks weird. And then we could have done like a pensive situation, you know, very English wizard. I don't remember what series I'm thinking of, but you know what I'm talking about. Are you thinking of like Harry Potter? And I was trying to be glib and not mention oh. it, but yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. I mean, the only reason I thought about it was because they had the 20th anniversary thing where apparently they had to take it down and re-put it back up because the, the whoever was editing it made like very obvious errors. Like they put... When Emma Watson was speaking in flashback, they put up a picture of Emma Roberts. This legit happened. And then they had a thing where the Dursley twins, they credited them backwards. Yeah, I did were see wondering that, one. If that was on. That folks are wondering if it was on purpose because they were always getting mixed up. It was not. They just screwed up. Boy, you'd think with all the lead up to something like that, they would have, I don't know, had a fact better or somebody dealing with. I, anyway. That, anyway. I think, I think that would have made it better than then like a pensive situation or like, oh, it's my mother's memory of this and like been able to absorb it. I also think it would have been better if they would have, if you're going to destroy the timeline, make it the full episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like at the beginning we see Cora and, or not Cora, we see Regina and Emma talking and finding this thing and then getting that memory and then just 20 full minutes of Cora navigating, getting getting pregnant out of wedlock and needing to deal with that in a society that does not value that for a woman trying to ascend to royalty. Exactly. Uh, but alas, we have found the secret behind young Cora's past. We now know the truth and the ghost can finally rest in peace. Goodbye, Cora ghost. This was, and this was all very quickly in a very like the ring way downloaded into snow's brain just 
And Snow's like, oh my gosh, my mom was like, I love it. I would like to point out that I love Snow's reaction to this. She comes out of it. Your mother downloaded all this information into my brain. Oh, what did it say? My mother's a dick. Like, that's like her takeaway. <laughs> like, my mom's a monster. Uh. And and then, yeah. And then they also, Belle runs in at one point with the book. And it's like, I know what Zelina's trying to do. She's trying to turn back time. I also need to point out how when they talk about the time travel spell rumple and zelina he's like no it can't be done a bunch of people did made the spell but they never cast it because it's too forbidden and i'm like why would they even write it in the first place then so i why? i think he doesn't say forbidden so i've been thinking about this i've been racking i've been this is what i've been tossing in my brain to keep myself from thinking about other stuff but the way that he says it he says it's like they have been writing this a thousand times, but because it goes against, he basically says it goes against the physics of the thing. Like he doesn't mm. say it's forbidden. He just says that it's against the way magic works. Like this is how magic works. This isn't what it is. So because Belle then makes a comment about the fact that every single time turning spell involves uh, a heart, a brain, a baby, uh, like it's just like it involves all these things they know it's these variables but they can't make it work for some reason but apparently Zelina seems to have the x factor to make it work in accordance to magical bylaws which again if you're not going to be specific about bylaws you gotta really like not talk about them like it doesn't work yeah. against the magic why just because <laughs> because of the way that it is yes uh, and then Mary Margaret and Regina have another wonderful moment between them. They kind of talk about, you know, settling the pains of their past and, and Mary Margaret gives her some good advice and it's just, and, and gives her some good counsel. It's like, I know you, Regina, I've known you a long time. You feel very deeply and Regina's crying and I'm just reminded she doesn't have her heart so she can feel this much without her heart. I still don't know how the, the logic quite She had works. her heart. She's just on the floor having a panic attack. <laughs> just <laughs> fully entrenched do not give sobbing. regina her heart it's too much it's, it's too, too much oh that would be amazing just like you just start feeling too much you just rip your heart out okay i need to breathe oh. for a second uh. that's like my meditation just take the heart out for five minutes it's it get, gotta let it breathe gotta let it breathe you put it down and you listen to it thump while you sit on your yoga mat like this is nice this is great but yeah I, and- I agree i like this moment with them yeah, and then and Regina decides to go mack it out with Robin, and I'm I'm feeling it. It was hot. It was way hotter than the other makeout we got this episode. That's for damn sure. <laughs> okay, my favorite new phrase: the hottest makeout besides the other one before that. Uh, the bar is in hell on that one. It's easy to be hotter <laughs> than that. Uh, but I also did like that because it was Regina initiating it. Because I remember yeah. watching this being like, I don't want Robin to be the one that, like, that initiates. And he he kind of wasn't. He was still, like, you can tell that he's connected to her and he has feelings, whether he knows what they are or not. And I do, like, he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Smooch city. Uh, I like that. I like that for them because she knows something he doesn't. So she has a little bit more extra information. Yeah. And that is season three, episode 18, Bleeding Through. It, I liked the final moments of it, ended on a nice note. Did not change the fact that this episode sucked and I didn't like it. Now, so, Abby, now you know why I hate this episode as much I'm as so I do. I'm so excited for next week. 
Wait, what's next week? Next week is the synopsis that you posted like a year ago. Oh, Zelina the- makes Hook and Emma kiss or kiss. Henry dies. Selena makes Hook and Emma act out her fanfiction or all, <laughs> all will be destroyed. <laughs> Something tells oh. me like I'm going to be very disappointed by that episode. Something tells me it's not going to hold up to the fan fiction I've created around Sma- Selena's fan fiction. Smash cut to Beth opening next week episode. This is the greatest episode of Once Upon a Time. It's <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing that's ever happened to anybody. But um, as you just said, it's a it's a low bar to climb because this episode was in hell. This was a tough one. Uh, I will say uh, I I thought about this. I think now every time for the rest of the season, if we ever have to do a as a mother, I think we have to say as a perpetrator. As a perpetrator? As a perpetrator. <laughs> perpetrator of generational trauma. What is the word? Wait, I, do you still have it up? What's the word perpetrator in German? I... Oh, oh, you, oh, for the international title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Are perpetrators. Um, so it's Unser Mutter, which is our mother's. Yeah. Unser Tater. Hmm. So it's Unser Mater, Unser Tater. That, okay, Mutter, so not only is it a really tater. badass title in, like, when translated, it sounds sharp as hell in German. It rhymes in German. Like, it's just, it just kicks it. I love that we're so impressed by a guy who was probably like, ah, eh, the mother of the perpetrators, do, 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 and carried on with his life. And we're just like, this guy is <laughs> Nobel Peace Prize. He solved world hunger. This is amazing. Like, it's the greatest thing that's ever been written. <sighs> All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us in 2022 for this Whee! latest episode of Once Upon a Timing. You can uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. We want to thank our amazing patrons, especially our Snow Queen level patrons. This week's shout out goes to the salt in our stars. Thank you so much for supporting us. And if you want to, it's at patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can join our Facebook group that is facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. I want to give a shout out because Abby sent this in a text to me. Somebody made the Zelina, I'll cast your curse, daddy. Oh. <laughs> As a- <laughs> As the uh, witch from Wicked, and it lives in my brain, especially in this episode. It just, it I could not stop thinking about it. Uh, then you can find us on Twitter. I am personally at Beth Alderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we will be back next week with season three, episode 19, A Curious Thing. But you know what the most curious thing is? My insatiable need for good fan fiction. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, and Abby, we will see you next week. See you next week, Beth. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.